This is Michael Polson from Volbeat. And this is Rob Caggiano from Volbeat. And you're listening to the Classic Rock and Metal Podcast. Aren't you lucky? Classic Rock and Metal. The next generation. New bands that sound a bit like older bands. What the hell is this? New bands that just love some of the older bands. And stuff. Oh, hell. It's just bands we think you'll dig. Okay. Steady, Rob. No need to get too excited, old chap. Don't worry, he was in a good mood. He was just feeling a bit awkward doing the ident. So here we are again with another show highlighting one of the newer bands on the circuit. Although I say newer, Volbeat, originally from Denmark, have been around since 2001 and now have a massive following in Europe and recently toured the States with Anthrax and another band will be featuring on one of these shows, Crobot. I was introduced to them by a band we featured on our very first show, The Black Spiders, who described them as a cross between Metallica, The Misfits and Johnny Cash, and I've yet to hear a better summary for the uninitiated. If you've never heard Volbeat before, you're in for a treat, so before we get to the chat, have a listen to them. This is the first track of theirs I ever heard, so take it away, fellas.
That was The Mirror and The Ripper from Volbeat's 2010 album Beyond Hell Above Heaven. They have to date released five studio albums and have been exhaustively taking their superb live show to all corners of Europe and the US. Apart from being the darlings of the festival circuit, they are, as you'll hear, quite happy playing any venue that will take them. And if you're ever wondering where the next round of huge festival headliners are coming from, these guys are undoubtedly candidates because they tick all the boxes. Like Van Halen, Metallica, ACDC, Kiss and so many other now classic bands, nobody really looks like Volbeat, nobody really sounds like them, but they're influenced by what's gone before and have a vision of how they want to sound. I spoke recently with singer Michael Poulsen and guitarist Rob Caggiano, who joined in 2013 from Anthrax and made the case that they really were unique and potentially a world-beating band and asked if they agreed. Uh, first of all, uh, thank you very much. You know, it's, it is a compliment because in this industry, business scene slash everything else, you know, it's it's tough to accomplish something like what you're talking about. Uh, honestly, we haven't thought about it at all. You know, when 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 we um, when we were about to release the first album, that's where, where people start talking about that we had something special going and uh, we didn't sound like nobody else. But we didn't get that. You know, we were like, ah, oh, let's see. You know, uh, uh, people were talking in the underground that this could be huge. But you know, for us, it was um, we just played. You know, uh, when I wrote some of the first songs. Um, I called up John, my, my drummer, and said, you know, I, I got a good handful of songs. And he said, okay, what, what kind of style is it? I said, I don't know. You know, just hook up with me and, you know, let's figure it out. And, you know, John could easily hear that. It was, Of course, there was some metal inspirations. There was some a little bit of country, punk, rockabilly, pop rock, even bluesy stuff, you know. So <clears throat> we just decided not to care too much about what kind of style it was. You know, it was more tough to, to actually shop uh, the record around, you know, um, before we made the deal, you know, the record company said, you know, it's kind of interesting, but we have no ideas who's going to buy that. We, we cannot even tell people what it is. And I said, that should be the reason why you should release it, you know. So uh, <clears throat> the thing was, we never thought too much about that we had something unique special going it, we start believing it when people continue uh, telling us you know if it was a, a guy we did an interview with if it was fans or family or friends we start believing in it but we also promised ourselves not to change anything you know we said it seems like we got something going here you know more people are coming to the shows you know strong ticket sales you know uh, seems like the records are selling you know it seems like we got maybe we got something unique going but let's not change it you know, let's just do what 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 we do. Play straight from the heart and uh, let our inspiration follow us to where we are going. You know, um, but again, thank you for the compliment. You know, I, it would be stupid to sit here and not and say that we don't think we, that we got something special. You know, it's a living proof every day when we go on stage. You know, and we're thankful for it. You know, it's the only reason why we can do this is because of the fans. You know, they keep on supporting us and. Uh, 
and I believe that because we are not changing, you know, we are changing. We're just getting better at what we're doing, you know. Um, so, yeah, you know, we can start believing in it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What do you say, Rob? Yeah, you know, f for me, you know, I'm obviously the new guy in the band. Yeah. So I'm so used to saying that. <laughs> in about 10 years, you won't be saying it, maybe. I've been saying it for about 14 years now. Um, but yeah, no. And one have of, no plans on finding anybody else. You know, so. That's it, you're in. It's all right. <laughs> no, but really, one, one of the things that, that I love about this band, and, and one of the reasons why it's so much fun for me, is, is because there's, you know, even though Michael said that, you know, they came up with the sound, you know, years ago, and, and they promised not to change and stuff, but... It, it the sound of, of the band keeps evolving and one of the one of the coolest things about Volbeat to me is that there's no boundaries and those there's no rules or limits hmm. it's like if you have an, an idea try it you know and it's like in the records you know if you put on each one of the, of the Volbeat albums they're, they're all unique and they're all it still has the Volbeat sound but they're all different in their own way you know and I just like he said it's like I just think the band is, is growing you know with, with every album one of the things I left out of those descriptions was the big four of thrash because, again, that I remember when I, uh, <laughs> I remember when I first heard those bands back in you know when they when they arrived in the UK and it was like like wow that's you know that's but that wasn't an overnight thing um, and again I think that sound was it was very specific and 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 it didn't necessarily change whereas i think the the sound that volbeat has is is i mean it has had the same effect on people in that they hear it and think i've never heard that before but but like you say it does keep changing it keeps evolving whereas i think some of that some of that stuff didn't um do you get that well, well you know the thing about the big four back when it when that term was originally you know uh, coined back in the day you know those those bands, Anthrax, Megadeth, Slayer, Metallica, they they were pioneering a genre of music that didn't exist before. You know what I mean? And I think you're talking about what you're talking about regarding Volbeat is is a little different. I mean, we the band has its own thing and its own voice, but um, it's not like there's ten Volbeats out there doing doing different versions of this sound. It's just there's one band doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And, and there's never going to be, which is kind of kind of good. But what's interesting that you said there, I'll, I'll jump to another question later on, because Volbeat seems to have the perfect model in the changing industry, the perfect model for a band that actually wants to have a career with a steady income stream. Sorry to be boring, but all of that kind of stuff. There's the music, you know, there's the... Um, you're, you're touring, of course. Um, you've got the web presence, you're interacting with people on the social media, you've got a fantastic brand which people want to be part of and that goes to a huge range of merchandise and even the way the set's addressed uh, and, and the stage. From what you were saying before, it's like almost we'd never really thought about it, but that can't be because it obviously is very clev cleverly thought out. Of course, you know, uh, of course that's, we thought about that. I, I'm just, you know, when I said that before, I was talking about the music. Sure, yeah. Uh, but you know, when it comes to touring, and you you know, we usually play 150 shows per year. You know, there'll be fans who will be following you for a long time, and you know, you need to step your game up uh, when you come back. You know, you we could you know basically go up and do the same thing every night. You know, uh, but we also like to provide the fans with with, with more stuff. You know, it could be <clears throat> new lights or a new uh, production setup. You know, it's also inspiring for us as a band. So of course. <clears throat> We're trying to, um, you know, bring our A game as good uh, as much as we can. Um, 
and show the people that you know here we have a record that's called outlaw gentlemen and shady ladies this is about outlaws uh, gunslingers so why not use that as a picture frame on on the stage you know, where people can get wow you know they can suck more into the songs and and, and the lyrics and uh, it's just part of growing as a band I guess you know and it's also something to do with you know in the beginning there's not we, we didn't have the money to, to do something like that as we do right now you know uh, <clears throat> so maybe people have the idea oh now they're earning uh, the big bucks and everything but the thing is we're using a lot of money in our production so we can satisfy our fans and you know as a band keep on growing and, and showing that we do this because we love it you know uh, so of course we are thinking about you know how the stage look like how the merchandise look like you know because it means something it's it's our child i know it's my child and you know i don't want to put my child out there in the world without being well dressed you know what i mean it's <laughs> good you mentioned about being the new guy in the band and obviously you came in it was originally just for pr production but obviously that had been a, someone else's job until how did it come about and and did, did you have any concerns then about coming into something where I guess that sound was very well formed. Well, no, I, I mean, I think it's a combination of things. Uh, you know, I had met these guys back in 2010 when, uh, you know, I was doing another band called The Damn Things with Scott Ian and Joe and Andy from Fall Out Boy and Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die. And uh, we put a record out and um, Volbeat took us out on tour. And that's when we all kind of met. And uh, that's the first time I heard their music and it, I clicked with it instantly. And... You know, I know these guys were, they were into the Damn Things record back then that I produced, and then also the Anthrax, the last Anthrax record, Worship Music. Um, so, yeah, it's just an idea that we had back then, you know, getting drunk on the tour bus, having some beers, and, and just shooting the shit. But we were just talking about the idea of maybe going into the studio uh, with me producing a, a track or two or a full record or whatever. And I think the band, you know, they, they were also at, at a point where they were willing to try some different stuff because they, they had been doing, you know, going down the same road for, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And so that's basically, you know, where it, where it came about. And, um, you know, when I decided to, to move on from Anthrax, you know, all of a sudden I had, my, my schedule was wide open. And coincidentally, Volby was about to go into the studio. So it was just, the timing was perfect. And, um, you know, I came on board and uh, Jacob Hansen, the, the longtime producer, was, was also on board. And we, we just had a team together. We... We made this record, yeah. <laughs> and we're all—I think we're all very proud of it. Well, I was going to say, obviously, work because a couple of weeks later, or not long after, you were in the band. So, yeah. and that was it, the vibe was just—you know—it just clicked from yeah. from from the first day. You know, I think that's what happened, really. Yeah, I'm I'm normally used to playing all the guitars on on, on our albums, you know, uh, and you know. I didn't have a problem with doing that on Outlaw Gentlemen as well, you know. But uh, when I asked Rob to play the solos, you know, I also have to show him the riffs. And I quickly found out that he was the crazy guy on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 not it's, it's rare that you find a guitar player where where you think, okay, you know, this is this seems like a a good match because you know everybody has their own sound their own style I will not say everybody has their own sound because that, that can take like forever to find your own mm. sound but everybody has their own technique or, or what it is and uh, <clears throat> so um, we I quickly found out with sitting down and playing with Rob that uh, you know we could 
definitely be a good team when it, uh, when it comes to the new album and playing together, being a band together. So I said, you know, it's no reason for you to sit here and just turning on those knobs, man. You should be on, <laughs> on the road with Wallbeat, you know. So, cool. and here we are. There yeah. you go. I got one more. Um, you guys have become kind of like the darlings of the European festival circuit. They seem to be seen to be the first name that anybody is trying to get when they got these, you know, when they're booking these festivals. I guess because uh, even if people haven't seen you before, it's a real fun set to see from, you know, from the outset. But you're still here in Portsmouth and Norwich. So, you know, uh, uh, you could be you could be excused from doing, you know, one or the other, but you're doing the whole thing. Is there a preference? I think Volbeat is just, you know, it's one of those bands that, you know, it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter how many people are in the room or, or where we're playing. We do what we do, and it's we give it a thousand percent every yeah. night. We've been playing so many different stages the time that we've been in existence, you know. We've been on the, playing the bars, you know, the clubs and the venues, uh, the, the ice hockey halls, you know, uh, the, the big festivals. But besides that, we also played on some of the crazy stages Metallica has. You know, we played on the ACDC stage. You know, we we've been playing so many different stages that, you know, that's, you know, we could probably play a show in here in this room. You know, it, it, <laughs> it's all about the music. You know, if you care, you know, if that's what you care about, you don't. You will always find a way to get around it. You know, when it comes to stage production and everything, you know, it, 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 as Rob says, you know, we're you know we're enjoying what we're doing, and you know, it, it's and um, we don't see a problem in any. You know, that's always a challenge going up on a, a stage you haven't been on. Some, but basically, we're up there to do what we did yesterday. Yeah. You know, we just have to bring our A game and be one hundred and ten percent fit, and that's that's what we do. And I love playing the small shows, the big shows, you know, um, it really doesn't matter as long as the fans are there and they get what they expect. And we can go back to the dressing room and say, I think we did it today, you know, people were having a good time, we were having a good time, all right, thank you, good night. Yeah. Yep. And it's nice that the UK's kind of caught up because four years ago you were the best kept secret in the UK. Everywhere else in Europe you were huge, and yet here it just it was kind of odd. And I remember we were due to do this when the band was due to play in Portsmouth at the Wedge Room, but I think one you were ill. Did you have a throat problem? Oh, and so we missed that tour as well. So yeah, kinda... you know that was a really uh, that, that 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 was a weird thing because for a long time uh, on the European tour I was uh, really struggling with some really bad pain in uh, around my chest. You know, uh, we thought it was some kind of heart failure uh, thing. And we didn't know what to do about it. You know, some of the last shows I did on that tour, you know, I, it was so painful for me that, that I couldn't concentrate on the shows. You know, my whole left side was in in really uh, pain, and I, I had to get home to you know to get on a laboratory. And, and you know, it took weeks to get all the results and and um, and everything. And what they found out was that I had a nerve in the back, who's doing all the pain in the left side of the body. So, you know, the good thing was that it had nothing to do with my heart, but, you know, the nerve system was also really being irritated around the heart. Um, so, you know, that was good that it has nothing to do with the heart, but there was no way that we could take any chances and say, saying, okay, we're going on tour anyway, you know. Uh, I'm a young guy, you know. But, you know, you have to be careful that, you know, if you have to take care of your health. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, it was sad that we had to to uh, to cancel, but you know, it took weeks for me to run through all the tests before I actually got the result. And you know, my my doctor said, "There's no way I can put you on the road. You know, we don't know for sure yet what it is." There you go. That's Volbeat. Um, I have to say, they're fast becoming one of my favourite bands of all time, which, trust me, is really saying something. Um, everything they do reminds me of those clever musical directions that the classic bands we love used to do, taking them with us on their journey and ensuring that they're permanently part of ours. If it sounds a bit poetic, I don't really care, because I truly believe Volbeat will go down as one of the more unique and classic acts of our time. If you don't believe me, go and see them live at a festival, in an arena, or even in a grotty club somewhere. And if you fail to be completely blown away, there's something up with you. In the meantime, stick your hand in your pocket and buy one of the albums. The artwork on the cover or the inside book it's probably worth the asking price for a start. Just a reminder, there'll be another classic uh, rock and metal podcast, Next Generation Show, next week. And of course, there's the regular monthly classic rock and metal podcast show too, all available on iTunes, Spreaker, Podomatic, and always at classicrockpodcast.com. I'll leave you then with one more from Volbeat. This is off the Outlawed Gentleman and Shady Ladies album. It's a song about an Irish dancer who becomes hugely influential in introducing liberal reforms in Bavaria in the 1800s. Uh, it's a true potential classic and a staple of their life. Set. This is Lola Montez. Feel the fire where she walks. Lola Montez, so beautiful. Shady in the temper, damn. Blinding your eyes with a spider. 